When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Two on the CHGO Blackhawks post game show podcast presented by Points Bet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. That's right, you're listening to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. My name is Mario Terabasi along with Greg Boyson and special guest today, Gail Kochik from the Hockey Writers, joining us as a third person on the crew today. Um, Gail, thanks for uh, coming on. Uh, hopefully, you have some. Uh, you have you have a good time, but unfortunately, the Blackhawks didn't leave us with a a, a good game to talk about. Six three, the final. They lose to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Can't really be too surprised at the uh, the final result there. But um, you know, it it for a six three game, it was actually exciting a little bit. You know, you take out the well, you can't really take it out, but the three goals in thirty two seconds from the Lightning, obviously the killer for the Blackhawks today. But outside of that, this is a Pretty decent game from Chicago. Maybe they, were, maybe the Lightning were playing down to them a little bit, but in a in a in a point of the season where wins and losses don't matter, you're going up against a Lightning team that you expect to get, you know, run out of the building on. It was a little closer than the score than the score says, right? Yeah, you take away about two minutes of the game. I mean, the Lightning had two goals in 90 seconds in the second And period. it's a 3-1 Blackhawks win. Exactly. Hey, look at that. Yeah. There we go. If it wasn't for all those darn goals they allowed, <laughs> we'd be talking about a victory right now. But, uh, yeah, the score doesn't make it sound as bad as it was. But, again, we talked about it la- you know, after yesterday's loss to the Flyers. It's another Blackhawks game where they failed to put together three solid periods in a row. First period was great. Mm-hmm. It was it was the opposite of of, right. of yesterday's game. And then, but then I, I tweeted out. I said they're really going to regret only getting one goal this period. Vasilevsky made a couple big saves. They had a couple posts. You felt like it should have been three nothing. And mm-hmm. then and then of course then the Lightning come right out and score in the first minute, second period. And it was just it was tough after that. But yeah, it, you know, they really did. They hung in there that first period and even like most of the second period. And it's just like you said, it's that kind of thing where they just they cannot put it together consistently. And you're always so excited after the first period. And then next thing you know, it goes downhill. Yeah, and Andre Vasilevsky absolutely robbed Kirby Doc yeah. in the first period. That could have completely changed the trajectory of this game. But in the second period, uh, two goals, a minute and a half apart for the Lightning uh, to get them – uh, back into the game, get them the lead, actually. And then, you know, early on in the third period, three goals in 32 seconds. I mean, they just, they're a team that is just at an absolutely another level than the Blackhawks, probably two levels more than the Blackhawks actually have. And, um, you know, it, watching that, it just made me think back to like, man, remember when the Blackhawks could do that to teams? Oh, just just, yeah. just have a stinker of a period and then decide, hey, we're not going to let that happen again. And then just turn it on. And and absolutely, uh, you know, a bury a team in the blink of an eye. It was um, kind of it was kind of the throwback to that almost when they played the Oilers the other night. You know, we just had a, a spark of that. Oh, what a, how the good old days, how it used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and at a point, like I said, at the point in the season now where wins and losses really don't matter. Um, seeing those flashes can give you a little bit of like a, a little bit of a jolt, um, and give you something to you know something to keep you engaged in the game. On the plus side, 
no too many men penalties today. That's hey, well, that's baby steps. Exactly. You're looking for an improvement. Progress. There's your improvement. You had four in the last two <laughs> games, zero tonight. So way to go, guys, <laughs> on figuring out how to count to five. Congratulations. Yeah. So I think that's the lightning yeah, scoring lightning again. You scored again. Yeah. Sorry. So the Blackhawks, they uh, they got the first goal of the game. Um, but they do uh, come away with the loss now 16 six and three this season when they uh, score on the when they score the first point or the first goal of the game uh, that first goal of the game came from Dylan Strom he's got three goals in his last two games this was his 200th career game uh, as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks this was his 50th goal as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks his 132nd point in those 200 games. That's a 20-and-a-half goal, 54-point pace over an 82-game season as a member of the Blackhawks. Now, it's been very inconsistent in those 200 games. Um, more than half, you know, almost half of those points all came in his first season with the Blackhawks. It was, you know, a partial por- portion of the 2018-2019 season. But again, he's, he's one of three guys tonight that get uh, a goal and an assist. Um, and it's just like, it's, it's, it's another day. Another game of do we invest in Dylan Strom? Do we trade Dylan Strom? And I think, I think as the season has gone on, as he's been getting the right opportunities to play uh, in in the right positions under Derek King, I think we're seeing more of a reason to invest in him as this as this season comes to a close. I think, I think we're getting less of a. I don't know, less of an idea to trade him and maybe have him be part of the short-term future. Yeah, I mean, this is, I think, but sitting between the two of you, I'm getting major deja vu, like how many times I've had this conversation this <laughs> season. Um, yeah, it's, I think they should keep him at this point. I mean, why the heck not? Um, as we've all said numerous times, he's playing in the position he should be playing in. He's given the chance to succeed. He's making the most of it. Um, he's not going to kill your salary cap if you if even if you give him a qualifying offer, which I think It'd be three point six million. That w- I mean, come on! At this point, you're gonna be you're gonna be shedding a lot of salary between now and the start of next season. You know, Mark Andre Fleury's seven million is not going to be on the books. Uh, One way or another, right? He's either we'll talk about get, that later. Right, but he he's not going to be here at the start of the next season. As, and even if for some miracle he is, it's not going to be at seven million. Right. Uh, you know, you've got Dahan's contract again, one way or the other, won't be on the books next season. And the, depending on the trades, so 3.6 million for a guy that, that can produce 50 points in a full season, you, you, that's to me, that's a no brainer mm-hmm. at his age. At, um, at his age and at the center position. Right. And he's pr- improved a lot on the center. His last couple games at the dot have not been great, but overall, the strides he's made this season have been remarkable. I don't think he gets enough credit for how much better he's gotten at winning faceoffs because he was he went from being a complete liability to mm-hmm. being the guy taking all the important draws. Just look at the numbers. Just all you gotta do is look at how many no, uh, draws Dylan Strom took tonight, and how many Jonathan Taves took tonight. It's almost double. What does that tell you? So yeah, and and you know we we were talking about it during the game. You know, in the third period, I had to I had to look up from the from the from the box score and be and say. Has Jonathan Taze been on the ice tonight? Because I, I, it was just a game where you know the the last night he was you super know all lo- yeah. super noticeable like all over everybody. the score sheet, you know picking picking some fights, and then tonight I, I I seriously had to be like, has he played? Because it was just like it was like just a ghosting, and I think a lot of it is because Dylan Strom has his role is starting to pick up, and I think Darren King is starting to see the momentum he's got and putting him into uh, on the ice for more important positions. Yeah, I definitely think he's worth investing in. Uh, you know what you have with him already. He, he's, he's already given. He, 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 he knows the rest of the Blackhawks. He knows how to play with Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane knows how to play with him. Uh, Debrinkat, obviously, we know that they have all kinds of chemistry together. Um, and to me, you know, I, I know that, that you, it took you a while to kind of turn around to this idea of Strom. You know, oh, we should trade him, we should trade him. But I think that he really has, uh, he'd be better off, he'd be better off, and he'd be a good building block for the for the rebuild. 
Absolutely. No, yeah. I mean, I was all for trading him when they weren't playing him and when they were playing, trying to make him a fourth line grinder. It's like I, I wanted them to trade him for his sake. Get this kid out of here because they're not using him well and they're they're doing him more damage than, than good. But then all of a sudden, they put him where he should be, and holy cow, he's actually playing like a talented player. It's amazing how that happens. What yeah. Know? So yeah, I mean, I I think it's you know we've we're all in consensus here that it seems like he's should be a part of we're gonna a part of the short term plan. Um, whether that's going to be you know part of a the, the rebuilding process as a player that they build around or as a complementary piece, I, th- I think it's it's worth uh, investing in him because if you trade him now, like his his trade value is obviously going up because you know he's producing, but he's he's producing, which also means like okay, maybe we need to hang on to this kid. In a Dylan Strom trade, are you? more inclined to say well if okay if we get like a second round pick for him um is 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 rolling the dice on a second round pick better than having a a 24 25 year old guy who can play you know the center who can play the center position and play it effectively when he's put with the right teammates he's a known known commodity and uh you don't know what you're gonna get when you when you when like you said we're gonna get a second round Mm -hmm. guy for him yeah, I would think if if you're going to trade him, I would actually maybe it'd have to be more than a pick at this point. Maybe give me one a, a actual prospect, a decent an actual prospect, yeah, player that we know what we might get as opposed to a second round draft pick. I mean, because a second round draft pick could be Graham Not. I mean, and then that, right. That's well, I mean, trade. I mean, and um, we've already seen Kyle Davison making some making right. some moves in the scouting department already. So. Right. So hopefully that doesn't happen again. Yeah, I mean, I would want more than a pick. I think at this point, just for all the reasons we've said, Gail, known commodity, going to be able to get him at a very good price value for his production. And and by the way, I think we should going forward we should name this segment the Dylan Strom Dead Horse segment. It feels <laughs> like every night we're gonna like talk about him. Well, but come on, it's a big it's a big topic, and a lot of people want to know. What's going to happen? And until March 21st, we're just going to have to keep talking about right. it. Right. And it's one of those topics that it's just like, is there, there's not really a wrong answer because you can, you can trade him and get fair value and, and, you know, recoup some, some draft picks and some, some younger prospects. And, you know, maybe, you, maybe you hit on a, on a, on a player that's going to be better than Dylan Strom. Maybe you do that or you keep him around, you get him for a, a, a cheap contract. You, you keep, you know, someone in that center position, a, a position that the Blackhawks don't have a lot of depth at, no. uh, someone who can be effective and and play with guys who are theoretically going to be here uh, beyond the next season or two with with Alex Debrinkett and Patrick Kane. Another person that is in the trade trade talks that is also, you know, there's no real wrong answer whether you trade him or 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 keep him is is Mark Andre Fleury. He was in net tonight, obviously not a great game uh allowing the six goals. But you know, we 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 saw um last night, late last night a report from Steve Simmons, I know, pause for groans. Um <laughs> that Mark Andre Fleury had asked the Blackhawks to not trade him prior to the trade deadline coming up on the 21st. A couple minutes later, Steve Simmons said, well, actually, another source told, told me the opposite. And then he said, well, I don't know what to believe. Ben Pope basically came out and said, no one should believe what this guy is saying. Which is absolutely true. <laughs> that is true. And, and, and I, will, I will own it. I saw the report and I thought, ah, well, uh, Steve Simmons, okay. I, maybe once in a while he can be right, right? <laughs> Broken well, clock is right twice a day still, right? Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I thought maybe, and then I, I, you know, in the fallout, it was just like, yeah, maybe it shouldn't have been something to promote. But By, by the way, Steve Simmons just blocked you on Twitter. I'm that's fine. Sure. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury is someone that the Blackhawks should be trading yes. from a business standpoint to, he's their biggest trade piece, recoup prospects, recoup uh, draft picks, at least a top end draft pick. You know, we we talked yesterday about a couple teams that have, uh, you know, a need to improve their goaltending. A couple contenders that are going to do that. But is the idea of him sticking around the rest of this season beyond beyond not moving not moving away from his family, not having to to move his family out of Chicago, 
you know, we can talk about how Stan Bowman kind of, you know, under the table promise, say, hey, we're not going to trade you. If Kyle Davidson wants to honor that or not, that's up to him. Um, but the idea of, of Flurry sticking around for the rest of the season, does that show to you guys a possibility that, you know, he says he wants to play another year. Would he come back next year with, to Chicago? I mean, that's up to him. Um, if he's coming back here, it's got to be on the cheap, a very extreme discount from what he's making this year. Um, you know, he may decide, do I want to be a 1B or a backup for a contender, or do I want to be a full-time starter? Um, you know, it's a tough decision. You, you can't – the Blackhawks are in no position, especially for the 22-23 season. We talked about it on yesterday's postgame. To be investing at the goaltending position. If, you're, if your aim is to rebuild and your aim is to get a, a high draft pick, I'm now I'm not – saying tanking that word will not be will not be advocated but you know you don't really need a top goaltender when you're going to have a young team trying to find out who belongs in the NHL and you've got two goaltenders that you kind of still don't know about yet and Kevin Lankin and Arvid Soderblom so is it you could definitely benefit for having a guy like Flurry to work with those two guys sure that would be a benefit but it's also a benefit to maybe let those two guys have the whole season to see how it shakes out mm -hmm. and not spend the money for a Mark Andre Flurry um, there's no right or wrong answer. I don't think about this. I mean, I mean, if he keeps him here and honors the agreement that he made with somebody else, half the fan base is going to be mad at Kyle Dave for not trading him. Mm -hmm. And if he does trade him, then half the fan base is going to be mad at him for re reneging on that deal. And right. it's like, you can't win. So Davidson makes, needs to make that. I and mean, we don't even know if he said not trade him. We don't, we don't. <laughs> so right, yeah. this is all again, 15 days we'll find out you know it's gonna be a crazy 15 game it will be interesting to see what happens for sure and you know that is just it's the personal side I guess that's why I'd like to address with Marc-Andre Fleury I think that Kyle Davidson and the Blackhawks organization should um honor that 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 unwritten agreement that they had with Marc-Andre Fleury because you know, this again, it's just the personal side. And, and sometimes you got to look over past the business side of things and, and honor that, especially for somebody that's a Hall of Famer and that is, seems to enjoy it here. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. And gosh, you know, like you said, I guess you don't really need a good goaltender next year. But he, only he said he only wants to play one more year. Um, and I could see him totally go wanting to go to a contender, sure. Uh, but if that doesn't happen... Might be nice to have him around another year if he was willing to sign for at the right price. Mm -hmm. Yeah, half, the right price. Half to be a mentor and to to basically uh, help the, uh, some of the other goaltenders get a little bit more up to speed. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can. That can work. And to Gail's point, yeah, the honoring the hey, we're we're not going to trade you kind of agreement that they that you know is said to have be have made. It's an optics thing because if you if you come in as as Kyle Davidson. Um, you come in as GM and you, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury, he only has a 10-team no-trade no list, but they have this agreement saying, hey, we weren't going to trade you this year, no matter what happened. If he doesn't honor it, what does it say to potential other free agents Correct. that might come to Chicago or, you know, guys looking to, to sign long-term deals and say, hey, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury is one of the most liked and respected players by fans and, and you know, his teammates and, and even his, his opponents um, to, to go against a guy like that and be, and say, Hey, I didn't want to be traded. I didn't want to move my family again. And then just say, ah, sorry, buddy. And ship him out. I mean, that's, that's bad optics on, on Kyle Davidson. Who's, who's, you know, new, to, obviously new to the position and it has to build up a reputation that free agents will want to come to Chicago and play for, the organization play for a front office that can, you know, respect its players. Not to mention the fact that uh, Mark Andre Fleury has already kind of gotten the raw end of the stick in his career a couple of different times. Uh, you know, he was pushed out with the Penguins, and then he was pushed out with uh, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I think it would leave a really bad taste in everybody's mouth if they went against what whatever. I think that they should really honor what Mark Andre Fleury wants to do, especially at this point in his career. For sure. And the, well, the one thing that Kyle Davidson can get away with. 
still won't look good, but he can say, I didn't make that deal. That was, that was right. Yeah. It wasn't me. So I'm not backing out on my word. And if he wants to really, you know, push, push the the ghost of Stan Bowman away from, you know, his, his name, he's got that built in excuse saying, he could say, say yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't the one that said I wasn't trading Mark Andre Fleury. And And again, disclaimer, we still don't know that he said, please. Exactly. Exactly. We'll probably find out more as we get closer to the deal. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, please make sure you're sticking around here at C- CHGO Blackhawks. You know, I'm sure we'll be talking about this a lot on our podcast going forward and as well as uh, a lot of the great written content that we're going to be busting out here mm-hmm. over the next couple of weeks. Busy, busy time. Um, personally, I like covering a team when they're a seller at the trade that I've landed better than a buy uh, than a buy exciting it's a little yeah there's a lots of fun scenarios you can come up with and then see how it shakes down especially with a guy first time gm mm-hmm. this could be fun um i'm sure we're all gonna hate everything no, i'm kidding <laughs> yeah. i'm kidding that's, well that's no. th- and that's the thing though is that we're not gonna really be able to get a gauge on his moves because theoretically what he said he's going to do is make moves for a rebuilding team these are going to be moves that might not we might not see the true results right. for two, three, four years. Right. That, that's my disclaimer: is be patient. You know, don't don't judge the Kyle Davison era on what he does at the trade deadline. These are just right. the very f- first, you know, scrapings at the surface here, um, and and it's it's part of a long, long process. But what, what do we say that here? We're hopping on the ride. It's time to hop on the ride hop for the Kyle ride. Davidson, uh, and and get on board. There it is. Hop on the ride. Get on board. Uh, it starts March 21st. It might start before then, but it's going to be a roller coaster. Uh, it's going to have some dips. It's going to have some some heights. Uh, we'll probably get flipped upside down a few times, but yeah. hopefully at the end, <laughs> we get off that roller coaster, and we're like, that was the greatest ride we've ever been on. Let's go to the parade. God, I love it. Well, get, I love get ready for it to be a little long bit, ride. Yeah, <laughs> those, are the, those are the good horns. Those are the hop on the ride horns. Those aren't the Tampa Bay Lightning story. <laughs> yeah. oh, wow, you jinxed it. Oh, another turnover right so, in the back yeah, of the net. The best way to, uh, to, to support Kyle Davidson as he looks to build the, the Blackhawks back up is to have patience. The best way to support CHGO is to download the Points Bet app. That's what we call a transition. That's a segue. Mike. Use the code CHGO when you sign up, and if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. You could get that CHGO Blackhawks shirt. Got that logo there in the bottom left of the screen, bottom right of the screen. And uh, it's uh, on a beautiful T-shirt, bright red. The logo really pops, looks great. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlays. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. And now, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. Again, use the code CHGO and you get two risk-free bets for up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now, a feature that we've started uh, doing. Extra, with extra the, special comment for you. Oh, Why we got not? a special comment? Catherine. Oh, <laughs> hello. Uh, that's an interesting last name. Uh, it looks familiar. Ooh. Hop on the ride, she says. I think Catherine's uh, hopping on the ride with us here. got to love to say, hey, we, well, we're talking about, you know, point bet. We, we're big winners tonight. That is true. Big winners. That is true. Yeah. Uh, point, the over. Some 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 points <laughs> some points bet uh, advice when the Lightning are playing the Blackhawks bet the over and uh, that'll that'll usually yeah. pay off for you. Yep. We are well, Mario and I are are about a dollar sixty seven closer to early retirement yeah. <laughs> because of our our huge wagers. Oh tonight. yeah. But you know seriously, it's a lot of fun to get on there, throw a couple bucks. At a game, it adds a little excitement because, you know, we the over was five and a half and we're like, you know, uh, 
giving each other high fives when when the Hawks <laughs> go down by four because like hey we got a buck all right winner winner say something for chicken dinner any yeah anything that can uh, that can keep the games exciting especially when uh, the results usually don't matter but um yeah the, so what we do here uh, what we've started doing here on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast because the because this is Chicago the Chicago flag has four stars on it. Hockey does three stars. We go for our fourth star of the game. Um, the three stars of the game, much like yesterday, were all on the opponent, uh, the or the opponent uh, opposing team. All three came from the Tampa Bay Lightning. So we have the full Blackhawks lineup to choose from. So we got are all going to pick our fourth star of the game. Um, I'll start off as a guy we already talked about uh, a little bit so far uh, in tonight's show. Uh, my fourth star is Dylan Strom. Goal and assist uh, tonight. Five points in his last three games. We already talked about, you know, Strom, Strom's night, his impacts, and everything like that. I think he's, he's you know, he's, he's really been a driving force for the Blackhawks uh, in, in, in the latter half of, of this season. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, he's, he's being put in the right positions, and, and we're getting the results that I think – a lot of people were were hoping to see from Dylan Strom all season. Um, it's just just happening later than than we had hoped. So, Greg, who do you got for your fourth star? Well, one of these times we're gonna actually not have the entire Blackhawks <laughs> roster. <laughs> we hope. From. We hope <laughs> that was kind of the whole point to like kind of find the unsung <laughs> hero. But <clears throat> excuse me, but I'm gonna go with uh, Patrick Kane, one of three guys who had two points tonight, goal and assist. Um, you know, the last, this weekend was like the Patrick Kane we were used to seeing, you know, mm-hmm. two amazing assists. He had that assist yesterday, both on Dylan Strom goals. He had the assist yesterday from his favorite spot on the Philadelphia ice. And he had another one today moving away from the net. No look backhand pass tape right on the tape. Eyes I mean, in the back of his head. Th- three guys in the entire world can make that pass <laughs> and, uh, just phenomenal. We're seeing uh, a lot of passion, uh, the passion in the fire, my friends. We're seeing that from the from Kaner these last couple games. He seems, you know, more involved, and you know, his natural demeanor through his career makes you at times say, "Hey, does he really want to be out there?" But uh, and we've talked a lot in, in on our various outlets this season that you know he's he'd been struggling to find that scoring touch for a lot of the years but now he's got six goals in his last six games he's in since january 26th he's got nine goals and 22 points in his last 15 games so we've been waiting when's that point explosion going to come from 88 well we're in the midst of it right mm-hmm. now another big game for him so patrick kane is my chgo fourth star of the night Gail, your uh, your initial your inaugural fourth star, who you got? All right. Well, who else can you go with? Uh, all three, you know, like you said, all three of them a goal and assist, four shots on goal. Um, Alex Debrinket also had a very good game tonight, and uh, he got those same stats in a little bit less ice time. So right, he's hustling out there, um, and still leading, still leading with uh, what are we at now? Thirty two. Thirty two goals. Thirty two on the season. The season. On, only uh, only. Behind five players in in the rest of the league this year, uh, awesome. with thirty two this year, it's his fifth season, his third thirty goal season. Uh, he had what twenty? What was it? Twenty eight as a rookie. So I mean, this last last year or uh, two years ago was the absolute anomaly season for for Alex Dabrinka in in goal scoring. We've seen it the last two years. You know, he's this is who he is. This is the player he is. He's he's a sniper. He's a goal scorer. And he's arguably arguably been, you know, the most consistent player this season. Yeah. You know, Kane's kind of been up and down. Of course, he's always the playmaker and, and the assists and all that. But like you said, he's really just come into his own, Debrinkat has, and uh, he's just been consistent. You know, you can pretty much count on him for a goal every game for the most part. Yeah. Not every game, but close enough. You're not surprised. He's going to have a chance. Yeah, and he and he had he had a couple chances tonight. He he did get one, but he had a couple chances, but Andre Vasilevsky was just uh on, you know, even though allowing three goals, he still was it could have been seven goals tonight for Easy. Chicago. Yeah. 
Um, you know, no, there was no surprise that he was one of the three stars for the Lightning today, as but okay. A, a, well, let's go back to your your fourth star, uh, Patrick Kane. I mean, he just got robbed at the end of the game right. there with yeah, Vasilevsky. I, 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 I he t- stood there saying, oh, my God. I, I <laughs> tweeted out that that was the greatest nine-goal goaltending duel I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nine goals were given up, but both guys made some tremendous saves. Vasilevsky mm. showed why he's the perennial Vesna favorite every season. He's the best goalie in the league, and he, and he yeah, you'd say, oh, he gave up three goals but i mean nobody makes that save that no. I mean, i'm pretty sure i gotta go visit a doctor tomorrow i think i blew out my <laughs> hamstrings just, just watching, watching him save. make that uh, save yeah and one more point on the brinket um you know even when he's not scoring he's shooting i mm-hmm. mean he's consistently five six goal shots on goal a night so that's what you want your goal scorers to do when you keep shooting you're gonna you're gonna get your 30 plus 40 goals so uh, there's very few bad things you can say about the cat these days. So who are we going with? Oh, that's oh tough. Gosh, we have to decide now. <laughs> nah, I know, now we now we have to decide between <laughs> three three, three guys time? who did the exact same thing today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, <laughs> I, I I mean I I think you know we t- we touched on it earlier. Dylan Strom, um, you know had had has been having some big impacts. Obviously he was he was my pick tonight. Um, I. I conceded the pick yesterday. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm. I'm defending Dylan Strom tonight. I'm defending him as my pick. Yeah, I'll give it to you. I mean, it's hard to argue. I mean, you can you can argue Kaner should have had at least two goals tonight, but you know he didn't. So, um, <laughs> you know, we can make it two for two for Strom. You know, he's earned it. That's he's, true. He's, he's that agree. He was he was our four star. He was the four star last night. So yeah. Oh, you know, well, then maybe you got to go with somebody else. I don't know. <laughs> if you're conce- are you conceding Patrick Kane? I'll concede the Kaner for, right. for, uh, for so between Strom and Debrinkat. I mean, I again, I'm I'm defending Dylan Strom tonight. Yeah. I gave it up to him yesterday. Gail's a big Debrinkat fan, so she she might not concede as easy as I did. <laughs> well, I, I wavered. No, no, no. I th- I think I can I think I can go with Strom. You know, I. He, he, he also had a lot of missed shots. He's just getting the chances, and he's mm-hmm. putting himself in the right positions. Um, and I, I'm excited. I'm excited for the rest of the season. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that because he could get traded. But yeah, but, at least uh, the next two weeks. I, yeah. I, I'm excited to to see if and hopefully uh, to see him develop uh, with Patrick Kane and uh, and even with Debrinkat or with whoever else might happen to be on their line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, that it could be a good thing moving forward. Well, so the Blackhawks are 0-2 since since we've been the uh, CHGO Blackhawks podcast. But Dylan Strom is 2-0 and as the uh, CHGO fourth star of the game. So way congratulations to, go, Dylan. to Dylan. That'll be uh, another uh, another shirt sent your way. We'll uh, we'll get your mailing address <laughs> I, there. I think we're the reason, and he needs to just take a three-block walk due east yeah. and come sit here in one of these chairs one of these nights. That's you know? true. We're the Dylan, we're the Dylan Strom podcast <laughs> in Chicago. Well, you know, Unofficial. and he's just gotten the shaft for so much of the season. Right. You always have a spot on season, our top line, so Dylan. Come on over. We wanted to give him some love. There you go. He's earned it. He's Absolutely. earned it. The kid, the kid, you know, he could have said a lot of terrible things this year while getting healthy scratch he and while playing. And he just said, hey, I'm doing what was being asked of me. He did it like a pro and it. He got his chance, and now he's succeeding. So, very happy for him. Now, let's just hope that my pick doesn't go invisible in the next game like Jonathan Taze did. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So, now we're, you know, we're, we're getting to a point in the season where wins and losses don't matter. We're getting to a point in the season where, you know, the, the Blackhawks are going to have a lot of roster turnover. Um, Greg, you have, a, you have a post that's going to be going, uh, going up pretty pretty soon here on uh, chgo uh, dot all chgo.com about the the players to get excited for mm-hmm. for the Blackhawks give us a little bit of a, of a preview of that who's someone that you know we can probably expect to see come up into the lineup in the next uh, couple of couple of couple of weeks and someone that we can look at and be like hey might have a future piece here yeah, I mean, obviously the obvious answer there is is going to be Lucas Reichel, but everybody knows it's only a matter. It's not if he's going to be featured with the Blackhawks. It's when. When um, d- does it happen more this season, or do they want to keep him to help the Ice Hogs push for that playoff spot? 
Um, so we'll see. Uh, the guy that I would guess, well, I mean, I would like to say Arvid Soderbloom, but again, that all hinges on Marc Andre Fleury. If Marc Andre Fleury is traded, then Soderberg will will cover Soderbloom. Sorry, will come up here and uh, maybe get an extended look. Um, you know, there's a lot of good defensive prospects in the system. There's not a lot of forward help that can come to the NHL right now outside of Reichel. Um, you know, you got Josiah Slavin, but I'm not going to put the Mr. Excitement tag on him just yet. <laughs> um, so I'm going to look at the back end because I think there will be some trades. Calvin DeHaan most likely will be traded. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about that. There's going to be some movement on that back end, and the Blackhawks have a lot of guys that, that can come up and, and – get a look and one the guy that I, I want to see get uh, more than just a game or two is Isaac Phillips this kid has impressed me a ton over the past two seasons uh, he was a fifth round pick back in 2020 I think I'm getting that right fourth or fifth round uh, I'll have to double check that but he um, he wasn't even supposed to go pro last year he was supposed to play in the Ontario Hockey League but because of the COVID pandemic they canceled their season and the AHL changed the, the age rule so he was allowed to play as a 19-year-old. And then within like three weeks of playing, he got his first – he got a, his entry-level contract. He's been great down in Rockford. Uh, he's added a little bit more offense to his game. Um, he's a big kid, uh, six foot three, got some size, will finish his check, will get in, the, in, the, in those post-whistle scrums and, and uh, defend his teammates. Uh, so maybe Alex DeBrinkett doesn't have to go after seven mm-hmm. foot players anymore. Um, <laughs> and he's just a, such a great kid. I've had the pleasure to talk to him a few times covering the Ice Hogs. Great personality, very positive. So I think he's going to be a fan favorite here in Chicago for a long time. Based on what, how he plays the game, he's that big old school physical defenseman that, that you still need in today's game. And he's, and he's just a likable guy as well. So uh, I'm rooting for Isaac Phillips. I want to see him up here and get an extended look after the trade deadline. Comments. How about uh, Mike Hardman, just named player of the, player of the uh, month for Rockford? Yeah. He's Hard- getting the call back up. Hardman, he's one of those tweener guys, as I like to call him. Like Hardman, he's, he's, um, he does really well in Rockford, and he plays okay in the, in the, in the, in the, with the Hawks. I think – He's like a half a step too slow to be a real difference maker at that level. But he could be one of those nice players to fill in a fourth line penalty kill role. Definitely a guy that should get a look mm-hmm. down the stretch for sure. We, we were talking about it uh, during the d- when we were watching the game today. Um, Mackenzie Entwistle, not a great game. Maybe that's someone who shuffles out of the lineup for a, for a game or two to, to give an opportunity to a guy like, like Mike Hardman or like Josiah Slavin to, to get them – yeah. up into the lineup. And Mackenzie Entwistle is not a guy that you're going to, you know, look to scratch too often because he's, he's been playing pretty consistently in the role that he's been given and the role that's going to, like, keep him in the NHL. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that's, that's a player that can kind of shuffle through, give, give some of these, uh, these up-and-coming up ice hogs uh, a chance to, to get into the NHL lineup. In, in uh, Entwistle's uh, defense, though, uh, you know, he's new, too, and he hasn't been around young, for that yeah. long either. So mm-hmm. I could see, uh, you know, he's had a bad couple of games, but he's also, I think, scored the most goals of all the the, the younger guys. I want to say he's like, is he at eight? I, I, my, I could be wrong. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, you you also want to give him a chance to struggle and to get through that as well. So he I don't seem, know if He seems to be a, a, a guy him. that Derek King likes. Yes. Yeah, and and I I'm I'm sure that that stems from coaching him in Rockford before he came up to uh, you know to be the head coach of the Blackhawks and 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 Whistle came up as well, um, but yeah I mean that that seems like that, again it's it's one of those young players that you're gonna have as a as a complementary piece um, whether it's he's part of the long term plan or not I, I I don't know you can't really say that now but as a young player who could pro- who could play a role. Um, you know, in, in, in the bottom six, it's, it's a guy that you, that you want to give some ice time to. Yeah. Um, let him go through his growing pains and, and then come out the other side. You know, I'd yeah. like to see him, uh, you know, really kind of bounce back. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, and, and if he, you do give him that extended time to keep playing. Yeah. And he's a kid that made a lot of strides, a lot of progression in a short period of time. I think that's why King's got a soft spot for yeah. him. Um, you know, you look back at opening night two seasons ago in Rockford and you're kind of like, Oh, this, 
not a great skater, <laughs> doesn't have the speed, you know. And then all of a sudden, by the end of that season, you're like, holy cow, you know, the progression was great. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there were two kids that season that, that really made leaps and bounds. It was him and then it was Hagel. Hagel took it way, way further than that. Oh, yeah. But those were guys, and that's what you want out of your AHL teams, is you want these guys that to show progression and guys that you thought maybe have a chance to be in AHL all of a sudden cement a spot. So, um, yeah, and Whistle struggled tonight. It was a minus four in about eight minutes. That's yeah, that's rough. Not great. That's a rough game. But um, you know, let him bounce back. See how he comes. But Hardman's a guy that we'll, I think we'll see down the stress once this trade deadline passes. And we know how many spots have opened up on this roster. We'll see a lot more of these young guys because this is the time, as you said, wins and losses don't matter anymore for the rest of this season. Sure, it's fun to win games, but this is the time that Kyle Davidson needs to use to start the long process of hopping on the ride and figuring (laughs) out who's going to be here when this team is gone. There it is. Um, seeing seeing who's going to be you know on that on that train with them right who's going to be a passenger and who's getting kicked off at the very next station that's what <laughs> we got to figure out so he's going to have after the deadline he's going to have 18 games or whatever it is to, to start figuring out who i want to keep around and who uh we're going to find a different place to play so uh you know, it'll be interesting to see what this roster looks like on March 22nd and where we can take it from there. And it's it's going to start to seem like we're kind of talking about a lot of the same things. But I think it's because the, the, the trade market right now, we haven't seen much action no. whatsoever in the NHL. It, it really seems like the teams that are going to be buyers are still waiting to kind of see how things play out as we get closer to the deadline um, you know, there's always can be, it can be an inj- unfortunate injury that that is comes at the worst time to, you know, a big a big name player. Um, and I think what we're seeing is, you know, all these contending teams are it's it's not going to be a, 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 a big buyer's market. I think it, I think what we're going to see as the deadline approaches in the next two weeks, um, we're going to see like maybe each contender gets one big move and. That's all you're gonna. That's all you're really gonna see because we're really coming down to the wire here before anything is really. You know, there's there's really been no trade that is you know broke the dam and said, oh okay now we you know, you know we Ben Ben Sherratt, for some reason is the biggest you know defensive defenseman out there, yeah. but you know it, it's him it's it's Jacob Chikrin. Once these once those two guys looked as the top guys, then it might be okay now we have a run on defensemen and that's when people yeah. uh, you know a player like. Calvin DeHaan starts to be, you know, mentioned. Um, you know, the, the the forwards market has to open up before Dominic Kubelik can get traded. Um, you know, we like we spoke about, we don't really know what's going to happen with Marc-Andre Fleury. But I think, you know, it's until that first major deal happens in, in some of these, you know, with some of these players, we're kind of just waiting and seeing. Well, and we we're talking about it so much longer too, because uh, it's just different. Different this year with the trade deadline being a little bit later. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it does feel like we've been talking about it forever. Well, and with the Blackhawks too being basically out of it since right. the end of October. <laughs> right. So it's been on all of our minds. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. Well, we're just waiting for that domino to fall, mm-hmm. and then we'll figure. Because the Blackhawks don't have the market driver. Really. Right, yeah. They don't. They you don't know, have the guy that everybody's waiting to see where he goes, and mm-hmm. then, you know, everybody else falls in. And we haven't seen a trade yet, which is surprising. Usually we get something. We get one a couple weeks ahead right. of time that kind of gets everybody else thinking, okay, mm-hmm. well, if you gave up this for this guy, then I'll give up the same right. for this guy. Um, so, yeah. I, but I think when that first one happens... It's going to be It'll like taking the cork out of the dam and it's mm-hmm. all going to come rushing Yeah, we won't, won't, won't be able to keep up with everything. Knows, It'll maybe, all happen at once. Maybe Sportsnet will actually have a trade deadline show with trades this year because it seemed, was it last year where like all the big it trades seems, were it made seems, like the day before? Yeah, it seems to be happened. every year when, you know, when trade deadline day actually comes, it's, you know, all the big deals have already been, already right. happened yeah. and you have a lot of, you know, you have a, a, a run on minor deals going on, but... Um, yeah, maybe this year might be the year where the actual deadline day is where you see some of those big blockbuster trades happen. And um, it'll be interesting to see how, how things shake out because, yeah, like you said, the Blackhawks don't, aren't a team that has that top trade piece. I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury, whether he's on the market or not, could be as far as goaltenders go. But, um, 
Yeah, but you when know. you look at the rest of the goaltending market, there's a big drop off after that. So like I think right. I look at him as a unique trade chip if he's gonna get traded as opposed to the guy that sets the value for mm-hmm. every other goalie that's gonna get traded. Because how many other goalies are really being talked about getting moved right now? Not many. That's what makes Marc Andre Fleury that much more valuable if you're going to trade him. Because mm-hmm. he's the best guy available, no doubt, if he's available. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Um, I can't wait for that March 21st CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Yeah, We're that's going to be a good one. That, that I mean, that one will pretty much set the tone for what we what we do the rest, not only just the rest of this season and what we what we focus on, what we talk about. It's also going to you know set the tone for kind of the future of the Blackhawks. I, this this really is going to be you know the the bench the benchmark point for Kyle Davidson to really you know etch his name on the Blackhawks yeah. and, and, and push them forward into the we'll, new era. We'll, we'll get a, we'll get a, our first decent idea of what direction he wants to head in, which will be exciting. Lots to talk about. Yeah. Reason, that's all we want is the, lots to talk about. Yeah, that, exactly. And that's, you know, all the more reason to, to, to hop on the ride now as, uh, as, as things start to progress, as we, as we get closer to, uh, to March 21st. Um, another player that is in the mix um Ben Pope of the Chicago Sun-Times put it out there uh, during today's game. I'm not sure if you guys saw this, but Henrik Borkstrom is, is – we have, uh, you know, Ben saying that he is actually actively being shopped by the Blackhawks. It's, you know, he's been one of those lower-level rumored players to be on the on the trade block. Uh, ben coming out and saying that, he yes, he's actually actively being traded. I don't know how much you can actively trade a guy who you right. continuously scratch yeah. and has two points in his last 20 games, but – He's out there. Yeah, I'm. I'm actively shopping for you know <laughs> some Doctor Scholl's foot pads too. It's about, it's about the same thing. Like just like you said, how could you be trying to trade a guy you're not playing? Right, and he, he's if you can't find the lineup on a struggling team, who's who's beating down the door for this guy right mm-hmm. now? Yeah, there's not going to be much return value there. No, but no, no. I mean, that might even you might even see a, a, a deal where it's a seventh round pick. Yeah. Future considerations. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, and, and we were talking about it during the game, you know, the, the, the trade with Florida that brought in Borgstrom as this, you know, oh, it's, you know, it's the, another reclamation project. And you also got Riley Stillman and you got a, a seventh round pick out of it and you got Brett Connolly. How much of that has actually panned out? It hasn't been good because you, nope. you took on that Brett Connolly deal to get, Borgstrom. Borgstrom. They were high on Borgstrom. Mm-hmm. And now Conley has essentially been an AHL player at $3 million for, <laughs> you know, he's going to be a buyout guy, like most and likely. And he has term left on his deal. Right, he's another year after this year. So you, you took on that bad contract to get Borgstrom, who just needed to change the scenery, and it hasn't worked out for him. Riley Stillman, eh, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, he's, he's young. Yeah. He fits the mold of a rebuilding team. You know, keep him around. It's not going to kill you. The seventh round pick has been kind of good. Uh, yeah, Jalen Lupin. Yep. Spoiler alert. He will be in that post that goes live tomorrow. <laughs> um, he can turn out to be a real diamond in rough. But overall, yeah, that trade, because what you gave up, you gave up Lucas Walmart. He was great in the Olympics for Sweden, but that many wasn't playing. But in that the many NHL. wasn't in the NHL. But then you yeah. gave up Lucas Carlson, who's turned out to be a real serviceable defenseman for the Panthers, one of the mm-hmm. best teams in the league. Would you rather have Lucas Carlson? Would you rather have Riley Stillman? I'd rather have Lucas Carlson right now. Yeah, I mean, I they're both young defensemen. Um, I you know I think Carl, Carlson was uh, I, if I'm not mistaken a two time. AHL or, or uh, two-time Ice Hogs defenseman of the year w- yeah. when he was in the minors. Um, you know, it, it, he really was one of those prospects that you kind of looked at in the minor leagues and was just like, why is he not getting more of an NHL look? Why is he not, you know, coming up more, um, getting more more time at the, at the NHL level? And it just happened to end up being a, a trade piece that he goes to a, a Florida team who's contending, and he's part of the reason that he's yeah, contending. And he's doing well with another guy the Blackhawks didn't have a need for, Gustav Forsling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we talked about it earlier. How many of these guys, Jan Ruda, we saw tonight, two-time mm-hmm. champion with Tampa, Michael Kempney won a cup. You know, these are guys that couldn't find the ice here, and they're winning Stanley Cups with other teams. So mm-hmm. it's frustrating. Let's yeah. – Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, put in, they're put into more consistent roles, um, you know, more – 
obviously they're putting on better teams. Right. Yeah. But but being that you know, a lot of a lot of times with the, with these players being in and out of the lineup, you have like we've seen with like I keep bringing them up, but we see with Dylan Strom in and out of the lineup, inconsistent role. You're not going to get production out of uh, out of treating a guy like that. So you, you look at some of these defensemen that have come through the Blackhawks and and have left the Blackhawks. They're given more of a consistent role, more consistent time, and they they figure it out elsewhere. And like you said, Kempney, Ruda, like these guys were playing top minutes for teams that ended up winning a Stanley Cup. I mean, it's not that they it's not that they weren't good. It's just. The Blackhawks didn't find a, no, a good, a good position for them. It's amazing what a little bit of confidence will do for a young player. When, mm-hmm. when a young player realizes that, hey, my coach trusts me and I could screw up and I'm not going to sit in the press box for three games, it's amazing how that changes their trajectory. And, yes, you were right. They're all playing for much better teams as well. That doesn't hurt. But, right. you know, instilling a little confidence in a young player can go a long way. And one of the guys that – when you talk about confidence in a young player, it's Kirby Doc this season. Uh, we he he was he was had a couple chances tonight. Um, obviously, you know he in in the first period he had that that shot uh, saved by Andre Vasilevsky. But he was you know he was around the net. He was making things happen. He was getting uh, you know getting a little physical. Almost uh, you know <laughs> almost got put into the in the 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 Colby Cullen seats between the benches there by uh, by Cernak on, on on the Lightning. But you know he. He's getting some confidence. I, I think as the season progresses, he's seeing some, you know, a little bit of an uptick in production. Um, that's a guy that I think, you know, coming off of the injury last year, coming off of being pushed back into the lineup when he wasn't fully healthy, you know, he's, he's starting to build it up this season. And, and that's another guy that I, I think is going to be part of the part of the rebuild and part of the, you know, players that are going to be building blocks to get the Blackhawks back to a prominent place in the NHL. Yeah, he does seem like he's uh, kind of coming into his own. And um, I, I just, again, like you said, the, the, the confidence. And uh, I was actually one of the, uh, I questioned at one point thinking, oh gosh, maybe, maybe he's just, you know, not cut out and not what they, what they not going to make it. And, uh, but I, I, but then you do think about the fact that he just hasn't, really had that chance i mean this is this is basically his first full season mm-hmm. uh, and there was a part of me that was like oh gosh maybe they should just get what they can for him and just trade him and just say goodbye um but i'm i'm really feeling now that he just needs a little bit more time and you can see that as he's gaining more confidence and i think that he might just be one of these people that takes a little bit longer to kind of come into his own as well so um we'll see i i think i don't i think that the blackhawks are committed to him and i think that he will be around next season and uh, we'll see if, if he can improve. Uh, you can't really call him a bust just yet. No, he's too young to be a bust. Um, one way you can get some confidence in, let's play the kid at the wing already, if mm-hmm. you're crying out loud. You got Taves back. You got Tyler Johnson's back. Just kick him out to the wing. Ask him left, right, which one you want to go to. Let him play a few games out there. Get that confidence. You know, you could tell when, when Vasilevsky somehow got the, his stick on that shot that he was just like, you got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> we were all saying that. Yeah. Um, confidence goes a long way. We just said that. And get play take, take away the whole center aspect for now. I'm not saying give up on him as a center, but for the rest of the season, let's just get him thinking that he can be, you know, a playmaker and a goal scorer at this level. Um, well, and at one point they did, um, uh, when he was playing on the third line and he was with, um, uh, Lafferty, uh, and they had Lafferty take it all mm-hmm. those draws, right. yeah. uh, even though I think doc was still probably Sto- playing doc was the, still the center playing, the, the, playing the center role, just draws. not taking the face offs. Yeah. 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 But I mean, the center position is the hardest forward position. There's a lot of responsibility. There's a lot to think about while you're out there. When you don't have the puck, where do you need to be when you have the puck? You know, there's just a lot of responsibility for a young player. So maybe taking that, easing that responsibility off of him will serve him well in the long run. I mean, a hockey player that thinks too much is going to make a lot of, like, hockey players need to be instinctive and Mm -hmm. just playing on the, the feel of the game. It's a fast game. You can't be caught thinking too much out there because if you're thinking about where to be, Plays going the other direction. Yep. The puck's in the back of your own net. So ease his 
get his confidence up and ease that pressure of trying to be, you know, a second line NHL center at 20, 21 years old. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, that's not the time for this right now. So uh, I'm going to be, you know, pumping the tires to get this kid on the wing for the rest of the season and see, and then, so off season, you see start if it building. works. Yeah, like, yes, you know, it it's right. okay if he's not a center. This mm -hmm. is what we're doing right now. We should be experimenting. Absolutely, well, not right. us, but the Blackhawks. The right, yeah. Now is the time to to figure these things out uh, because it doesn't matter what they do, wins, losses. Mm -hmm. Figure it out. I feel like I'm on letter candy. Figure it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, and and I think Doc is a is a perfect example of what the Blackhawks need to need to focus on more with d their development of young players and that's having patience with them. I mean, we saw doc, you know, he was, he was picked third overall uh, in 2019 and he, you know, he had a, a an, an injury um, conditioning stint with the ice hogs, three games and they threw him right in the NHL. And yeah. um, in, in his rookie season, it didn't look like he was out of place. I think we saw flashes of, of what was, you know, what made him a third overall pick and he had confidence he gets injured and, and everything changes. So I think what we're seeing the Blackhawks do now with a player like Lucas Reichel, like you mentioned earlier, yeah. is they're, they're going to take their time. I think if this was, if, if Lucas Reichel was under a, a different front office for this season, he would be on this team right now and he wow. would probably have 30, 40 games under his belt. Um, and I, I think, you know, what, what we're seeing with doc is, you have to you have to have some patience, and while Doc wouldn't have been a player that you know would get seasoning in Rockford, he would have gone back to juniors. You're a player like Reichel coming out of Europe is able to you know kind of circumvent those AHL age requirements, but play you know in a professional setting, play against not just you know other juniors, 19, 18, 17 year olds, but play against you know big boys, play against the men, and 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 get that. Uh, experience. We were seeing it with Isaac Phillips as well in a, in a similar position, being able to, right. to play at a young age against, you know, pros. And I think what Kyle Davison's should focus on in, in player development is the long game. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, Kirby doc doesn't have that uh, ability anymore. He, he just passed his, his waivers exemption um, requirement today, but it's not like he was going to go to Rockford anyways. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole point is, you know, have patience with these young guys, extend their, extend their develop. There's nothing wrong with having a guy develop too much, too much. before, Overall. before putting him into the, into a, a role in the NHL, then, then having him not developed enough and then throwing him out there to sink or swim. Yeah. Yeah. Doc was, Doc was, he was just really not, he wasn't served well with his develop with with this development. You know, I mean, basically the Blackhawks yeah, no, they, weren't um, doing real well, yeah. and uh, so they threw him in. Oh, hey, we we need something. We need some excitement mm -hmm. for the fans. So they threw Doc in really before he was ready. Yeah, they didn't do him any favors. That's for sure. Yeah, right. And hopefully and hopefully they learn. The new regime learns from those mistakes going forward. Yeah, and we you know we might see uh, a team next year that has you know, a couple of young players, but I mean, if, if we're, if we're talking year one of a rebuild, this might not be exactly a roster next season. That's full of young guys. It might be some young players like, like a Lucas Reichel, um, you know, brought in, brought into the fold. Some of the, some of the defensemen uh, in the minors might, might pop up with uh, a couple open spots in the lineup, but we might also see some, some players who aren't going to be, around for longer than a year we might see some some veteran players come in and be you know placeholders right. to let these younger guys get some more time in, in 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 the minors get some more time in you know in juniors in europe and whatnot and develop more before you know throwing them into the nhl as, as 20 year olds they might we might be seeing guys come in at 21 22 23 to their first seasons yeah, you you definitely have to. Uh, there's some importance to keep, kind of keeping some veterans around. You know, you know, the Patrick Kane or or Jonathan Taze. You know, having right. them around, or or even you know someone like Ryan Carpenter. I think that Ryan Carpenter would, would be well served to be a veteran presence on the bottom on the bottom six um, with a young team, um, and to to give a good example of what it is to be a pro. Yeah, it's. I think you're gonna you're gonna see. Some 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 players come around next season. Um, 
Carpenter could be one that that comes back uh, if if he doesn't get dealt at the deadline, might come back cheap. Um, Sam Lafferty, I yeah. think, could be coming back. He's you know he's he's still uh, he's pretty young. He, he's what, he's he not 24? he's not too old. He's today's his birthday. Happy birthday, Sam! Um, but yeah, you know he's he's. He's been around for a little while. He's been a, been a playing at the pro level for for a couple of years, um, and I think he might. You know, he's going to be cheap. He's since he came came over in the Alex Nylander deal, he's been serviceable. For you sure. know, those those are guys that you're going to see for rebuilding teams. They're they're going to be around and they're going to be placeholders for probably just a year, and then who knows? Maybe next year he gets flipped at the deadline. Yeah, I I think the number of guys that are going to be on the 2022-23 roster that are actually on this team when they start becoming a perennial playoff team again are very low. Probably. You can count them on one hand. Yeah. Like yeah. You want to do it right now? Debrinkat. Brinkett. Kane. <laughs> well, is he still going to be here when they're... Yes. Okay, Seth Jones. Seth Jones. Seth Jones. Seth Jones. For, for better or worse. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Uh, Doc, maybe. Doc, maybe. Strom, maybe. maybe. See, look at that. As a contender, though? We're we're struggling to get four. So there you go. Like, it's <laughs> so, yeah, that, I mean, that's uh, that's the amount of change that we're... Pat, can't even get Hagel. to the little pinky. Hagel? Hagel, yeah. That's Thank you for... We forgot Brandon to mention Hagel. our guys. Yes. We, again, we're not trading him. We don't know... Yeah. If, yeah. Right. We're not, trade we're not, not saying we want to trade Brandon Hagel. Right. Full disclaimer there. But, yeah, I mean, it's 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 going to be... You know, a, a long process, like we we you know we we said uh, uh, yesterday. It'll be a long ride, right? Long ride. Say process. Hop on the ride now. Yeah, it's going to be a long ride. one. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's players that that we don't even know yet that are going to be the ones that will come in and and hopefully, you know, be those uh, be those building blocks that are going to bring the Blackhawks back up. But yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of change. Um, and hopefully, you know, a, a team that we can that we can look to to try and emulate and and build through is the team that we played tonight, Lightning. Yep. Like, you know, we 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 saw Chicago uh, in 2015 top an up and coming Lightning team, and I think I think you know I I know myself back then I was just like, geez, this this Lightning team is is going to be a problem to deal with for years to come. Yep. And the way that they the way that they built that roster, the way that that uh, that team was built up, they've had sustained success for a number of years. Uh, there's a reason that they're back to back defending it's almost champs. Almost an entirely homegrown team. Yeah, and yeah, and, very, and, and, and very, very few free agent guys. You know, they always even when they lose a guy, there's a, somebody else that you've never heard of. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. is you know a, a forty point guy on their fourth line. Yeah, their their team. You need to. They're the model. The Blackhawks were the model franchise for a few years. For a, for a while. Now it's Tampa Bay. Well, and speaking of which, uh, uh, something that we haven't brought up yet, Tyler Johnson. Uh, it was probably kind of a bittersweet game for him playing his old team. And That's true. He got he got the. I think he got his his Stanley Cup ring before the game. So yeah, I wanted to call for him the Tyler Johnson revenge game, but uh, didn't work out for him. But <laughs> no, he was buddies and got he was near, so nearly nearly as a, as invisible as Jonathan Taze right. was in this game. Yeah. But I mean that that ring will definitely uh, that'll make up for it. That'll make up for it. Yeah, weighing him down, he had it on. Under yeah, the glove he he, he was he was stick. a half step yeah. too slow. I think he had the ring on under his glove. Fourteen minutes. He had four shots on goal. You guys, Tyler. Right. Okay, Good for him. All right. Yeah. You know. You know what? I take that back. Um, he did have a, a number of opportunities on the power play. Yeah, that is true. I did. I, yeah. I, I did. Sorry, Tyler. They, they, well, they, Apology. they were missing him when he was gone. I mean, Patrick Kane even said that, that they were really missing him in, in that role, in that spot. Yeah. Um, and so, Mini you know, hopefully it'll pay out for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was it? He, uh, I said, I said, Adam Burrs. They, show, they showed the clip of him in the locker room and I didn't realize how much he looked like Adam Burrs. Oh, I, that's I, right. I said that Tyler Johnson looks like uh, somebody left Adam Burrs in the dryer too long. So, <laughs> <laughs> Loving the sound uh, Joey effects. Joey is my new four star. Of the <laughs> yeah, he's my new CHGO The soundboard. We're, we're we're giving it a workout. My fourth star is the kid that smelled his ice cream. Yeah, yes, we if you were if you were watching the broadcast, they uh they 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 caught a a young Blackhawks fan in a a George Costanza moment enjoying his ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, these are the things you gotta get excited for when your team's getting. 
pantsed by the two-time <laughs> champs on home ice. Yeah, can't can't uh, can't blame the kid. Well, for I want. I just wanted cream. to sneak in real quick. I know we're getting close to to wrapping up here, but Gail, we definitely want to thank you for joining us. We just wanted. To, I just wanted to let let our fans know where we can find your stuff. You know, you've been great hanging out with you and talking hockey. So where can if they're not familiar with you, where can our CGO CHGO fans? Uh, yes. Find yes. Your work? Thank you for having me on as a guest tonight. It was it was awesome. Um, I come from the Hockey Writers, uh, where I worked with Greg for, uh, gosh, a number of years. Almost four years. A yeah. Funny story. We worked together at the Hockey Writers for almost four years. Today is the first time we've actually met in person. First night. So, yeah. Yeah, God bless the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. But, yeah, I've been with, uh, uh, believe it or not, I've actually been with the Hockey Writers since uh, 2017. So, what is that, six, five Five years. Long time. Um, so, yeah, we actually have, have our own um, weekly podcast that we do as well called Blackhawks Banter. So feel free to check that out. And it's been really, really awesome kind of pinch hitting tonight. It's been fun. Absolutely, yeah. And and Gail and I actually crossed paths, uh, had some crossover work many years ago. Right. Um, when we uh, we both were writing for uh, for Blackhawk Up at the time. Um, so shout out to those guys. Yep. And, uh, and, and gals. We've all we've and all been at Blackhawk yeah. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, you, there was a every, we all three of us uh, have had a stint with Blackhawk mm-hmm. Up from back Mar- in the Mario day. Mario keeps following me, man. I'm everywhere I go, uh, you know, I, at least we're here at the same time. Yeah, yeah I great. you know I, I said it's if there's if we, there's we someone's landed. if there's someone's coattails that I can I can ride, it's it's Greg. You've, you've made some <laughs> poor life decisions, my friend. <laughs> oh, but thank you for bringing that up. I forgot that we talked about that at the mm-hmm. beginning um, before the show. Yeah, absolutely. We've been it's been. You know, we, you and I have known each other uh, through through the uh, the internet for a long time, yeah. and also the first time meeting face to face. So this was this was a lot and of fun we having you on. Us, I think we were actually a couple two three months, uh, the same at, mm-hmm. at Black Hawk Up. So, yep, uh, yeah. it is pretty amazing how the how it works, how yeah. it all comes full circle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep grinding, and you get get to sit on comfy chairs. Comfy chairs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I think that will uh, will do it for the CHGO Blackhawks podcast tonight. Uh, again, the Blackhawks fall to the Tampa Bay Lightning six to three. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's again hop on the ride now because hopefully at the at the end of it these losses will will be few and far between and uh and the Blackhawks will once again be on the uh, the winning end of some games like yeah. this and hopefully Tuesday night when we're back talking post game we're talking about a big victory talking about uh, a win yes that's the hope well that will uh that will do it for tonight so that has been Gail Kauchik that has been Greg Boyson I am Mario Terabasi we will see you next time on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast <laughs>